Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am your host Michelle and I Gomo and I am so psyched to be releasing this episode because it is also one of the um episodes that has been long coming, long planned. Anyways, I hope you do listen and I hope it encourages somebody out there. And it helps you through whatever situation that you might be passing through. Alright, so the title of this episode is Keep Your Hope Alive. Keep Your Hope Alive. And this is one word, hope is one word that I've been hearing like pretty consistently very recently. I've been hearing it everywhere. And First of all, it's it was it was just I was just shocked as to how how God springs out from nowhere to help me out in my situation. Like specifically, He springs out to help me out in whatever hard times I might be passing through. Like, I might be going through a thing with fear, and then I'll just be hearing verses, or I'll just be seeing verses, or I don't know how he does it. I don't know. I just know that in some way, every single time I find myself troubled, like deeply troubled, God has always found a way to reach out to me. And literally, this phase or period or season, whatever it is that I'm going through, has been one of the roughest times of my life I'd have to admit that because there are so many uncertainties involved so many question marks so many regrets so many anxiety nervousness it's just crazy and I've been trying to wrap my head around like okay what am I going to do what's going on I think I said this in one of the previous episodes that while I was in school, I really lost track with my prayer time, with meditation, reflection, Bible study, all of that because I couldn't find a way to fit it into my tight schedule. So I was just down to like saying our father and then going to bed and waking up very tired, super tired. I even forgot to open my Bible. So it was just like that kind of endless cycle. And then I got home and then I took the one week break which was last week, ended on Saturday, took a break from social media and all of that, hoping to revive myself. I think that was the whole point, that was the whole foundation of this revival series, hoping to get back in sync. Because I'll tell you guys, the relationship I had with God during the whole COVID lockdown period was the most amazing thing that has ever happened to me. I have never felt so much peace in the midst of chaos i have never felt so much assured of going to heaven like i literally would have been happy in the face of death at that point in time because i I felt so 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 close to god god was opening my eyes to things that i have always been seeing or reading about but i've never really understood so it was just it was an amazing period and i was trying to get in sync and get back to that point but I always seem to hit a roadblock. It's like I was trying, trying, trying so hard, and everything was just falling apart. 
I would open my Bible. I don't know if this has happened to anybody, but I would open my Bible. I would literally be reading chapters and I would not be getting in. You know, there's a difference between reading the Bible and getting in to the Bible. You, you can't read the Bible like you read a normal book. It has to like have that effect on you because the Bible is alive. It is God's word. God's word is alive. And his word also tells us that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts through where the bone and the marrow meet. So like if you're reading the Bible, you have that it has to have that life effect on you. I don't know honestly life effect in quotes because I really don't know how that's supposed to feel, but I knew I wasn't feeling it. It felt like I was just reading bland words. And so recently i have just been stuck i think that that's that's the word i'll describe what i've been going through i've been stuck i have been frustrated because i really didn't know what i was doing wrong and i'd have so many things so many requests to make of god especially given the fact that i just graduated or i'm still in the process of graduating out of college you know there is all of that you have to set up your life okay what are you going to do now okay what next you know everyone is just like pressuring you about okay what do you want to do with your life what's the next step and get this i have been planning i am a planner if i may say that myself but apparently my plans fell through my face like it just it blew up in my face all my plans since secondary school blew up totally in my face and it's like okay so now what next you know how people say okay you have a plan a have a plan b have a plan c you know just so that if plan a doesn't work you can go back to plan b well i will tell you that i had up to plan f and they all did not work. So now, what did you say in that case? There's, there's always that saying that those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Okay, so what if, what if you didn't fail to plan? What if you planned so much that you thought your entire life for the next 10 years was already set? You literally could see how your family would be like. You could see how your dream job would feel like. And then at the dying minute when all that plan is about to set into motion, just one thing makes everything fall through so now what are you supposed to do exactly what are you supposed to do so it's it's been tiring it's been extremely tiring for me and yes i was feeling very hopeless i don't know for some reason i felt like I don't know if I'm quite tearing out. You you guys will forgive me if I if I cry at least for what's of this podcast. But I felt like God really didn't bother about me much because I don't know. Like every single time I'd be talking to him, it felt like I was talking to a wall. Like, I'll talk so much. I'll pray so much. I get it. I know that we don't deserve any of the blessings. And then our prayers aren't supposed to ask or request things from God. There are some things that happen and then it shakes your faith. Like, to the core. You find yourself asking exactly what was the use of everything all along. And 
my my I, I felt my faith shrinking. I felt it. I felt it dimming down. And then yesterday I went for a prayer meeting and the theme of the message was hope. It was there is still hope for you. And while this woman, this woman pastor was preaching, it was like she was talking directly to me. I didn't want to hear any of it because it's something I've heard over and over again. God loves you. God is faithful. God never fails you. God is amazing. God is all of those things. And then when it comes down to helping the person that he claims he loves, then what? I mean, how can you claim that you love me and then you... For some reason, you can help me throughout this situation, but you, you sit down there and you act like nothing is going on. You know that really doesn't make sense to the normal human mind. So while she was preaching the message yesterday, bro, I wasn't even in the mood to listen to any of that. I was just looking at my watch, waiting for time to pass by very quickly, and so I could just get up and go home. And then. She said something that caught my attention. She said that the amount of time it'll take for you to remain in that period of waiting or in that period of temptation or in that period of hard times depends on the amount of time it will take for you to learn the lesson that God is trying to teach you. I I was I that that statement stopped me dead in my tracks because that was not the first time I was hearing it. But I don't know for some reason that statement just went right through me. And she moved on and she was talking about how we shouldn't lose hope because everything that happens to us has been planned has been approved and is for a reason all set by God pretty much in summary at the end of the day I I learned a lot of things about God yesterday and it did help me with my hope and this episode is also to help whoever it is that might be feeling quite similar to what I'm feeling, you know? Like, out there, there's just a lot of things to dim your spirit. There, there, there's so much bad news, so much violence, so much unrest, so much death, so much sin, so much evil. Like, it is so hard to pick out the good things just by going out or even by switching on your phone from morning to night it is stress thinking about what you're going to eat thinking about how you're going to sleep thinking about all of the things you're going to do i did believe that graduating from college was going to like reduce my schedule and like i'll have more time for myself more time to rest more time to watch movies i was dead wrong because now there are like a billion things more to do because now i have to be planning for a future that is uncertain you know so it's (laughs) it's stressful it is it is quite stressful but keep your hope alive i know you're at the brink i know you've tried you you've, you've done your best you've prayed so hard you've 
cried so much you've put in your best effort and it feels like everything is going in flames it feels like people that put minimal effort are doing so much more than you are you look around yes you're not supposed to compare but it is hard not to compare because the bad people keep winning and then we that are supposed to be the bringers of light bringers of good news seem to be surrounded by bad news it's it's okay it's okay to feel frustrated it's okay to feel scared what is not okay is when you remain in that state this was not this was not the outline i actually planned for this episode honestly i'm just i'm just saying whatever god wants me to say right now because it is okay for your plan to fail it is okay for things to not work out it is okay for you to not know what you're doing next there's so much normalized planning you know you plan for what you want to be where do you see yourself in the next five years like we we are so assured that we're going to be alive tomorrow Keep your hope alive. Hope is the one thing you cannot afford to lose right now. It's the one thing that we have working for us right now. Hope is the one thing that gives you gives you the faith to believe that things will work out better than they are working out right now. I know it's not, it, it might not be what you want to hear now. Trust me. Saying these words, so if I'm trying, trying so hard to believe them myself, because that's the only thing I can do. God is still faithful. God is still in control. God is still good. Whatever you might be going through, my philosophy you're doing something wrong if you're like me you'd find yourself over analyzing your life like at what point did i lose track with god at what point did i offend god so much that he'd he's left me to to my problems at what point did i do something wrong god doesn't care about your past i need you to listen to me i need you to silence those voices in your head telling you that God has abandoned you. That is the voice of the devil. Listen to me. Yeah. And this is one of the things that she, the woman pastor said yesterday. She said, the devil is not your friend. Okay. So no matter how much pain you're in, no matter how much hurt you're feeling, don't listen to the voice of the devil as a form of consolation because he's not there to console you. He is not there because he cares about you. You're literally on your bed. Okay, you just got a call. You did not get that job. And you're crying. And then you hear that voice saying, oh, you know, you've been praying so hard. And God didn't even help you with this. I mean, this was a little he could do. He could literally snap his fingers. And you got this. And you, you get this job. And he didn't do that. Like, maybe you did something. That is the voice of the devil trying to act, in quote, as your friend. You need to shut that voice. Because trust me, you're not getting anywhere if you don't. The devil is not your friend. You say that out loudly. Listen, bro, whatever. The 
hell you're coming from. I'm not your friend. I don't like you. You don't like me. You know I don't like you. I know you don't like me. Quit trying to console me. Get the hell out of here. Because I know that my God still exists. My God is still alive. My God is still on my side. Whatever problems I'm having through with God, it has nothing to do with you. So how about you stand up and get out of here? Sometimes saying things out loud... I don't know, it just makes us aware of like the fact that that happened, you know. <laughs> I might seem like a crazy person, but I do talk to myself out loud a lot. Because sometimes your head is just too full with so many things that when you're trying to say something, you all just get messed up with your other thoughts. Say it out loud. Tell the devil to get out of your head out loud. So now, you're in your hopeless situation, in quotes, a situation that seems hopeless to you, actually. And you're trying to find hope. How do you do it? Where do you start from? How do you begin to make sense of everything that is happening? Well, you don't. Because no matter how you think of it, nothing would make sense to you. And the more you think of it, the more you think about the fact that it doesn't make sense, the more aggravated you might become and the more you might be persuaded to think that God is not even with you anymore first of all I need you to remember how God has helped you or how God has shown his power in the lives of others I think I said this in one of my very very early episodes I'm pretty sure I said this I said that forgetfulness is one of the major weaknesses of we humans, our ability to forget, we forget so much about the important things. Refresh your memory, remind yourself, how has God helped you? How has God helped others? If you don't believe God has helped you, if you don't feel like being alive, even being able to listen to this is the form of God's help. They look at the lives of others, people who have claimed that God has helped them. Hold on to that. Today, our reflection um, chapter is taken from Psalm 44. And then I'll just be reading through as I say this few points. So Psalms 44 verses 1 says, With our own ears, we have heard it, O God. Our ancestors have told us about it, about the great things you did in their time, in the days of long ago. How you yourself drove out the heathen and established your people in their land. How you punished the nations and caused your own to prosper. David was not there when God was crossing the Israelites to the promised land. He heard it. He said, with our own ears, we have heard it. How our ancestors have told us about it. So yes, you can remember how God has shown his power in the lives of others to help you, to build your faith, to strengthen you and to assure you that the same God that helped others would also help you and show up for you because he does not change. He can't change. 
if God said he helped people, people who were like me, yeah, people with flesh and blood like me, he helped them to not be dead by a fire, to not be burned by a fire. Like, it's not, it's not something you can make sense of. But it's something I've heard, it's something I've read about, that there were people who were human beings living the same life I'm living, breathing the same air that could not be burned by fire. Bruh, I'm holding on to that. I am, I am holding on to it with everything that I've got. Because I'm believing that that is the same God I'm serving. And the same thing he did for them, he is going to do for me. The same God that that turned a murderer into one of the greatest preachers, greatest evangelists that has ever lived, assures me that I don't think it's because of my sins that I'm going through this. It can't be because of my sins. For the most part of it, I know I have done a lot. I know I have sinned a lot, but I have not killed anybody. So no matter how grave my sins might be, some people's sins are still more grave and even those people get to experience the power of God so how much more me and this brings me back to another thing that I want to talk about about how we how we try to equate our sainthood to the blessings we are to receive from God I think, if I'm not mistaken, that is the lesson God is trying to teach me throughout this, throughout this period. I might have consciously and unconsciously at some point thought that, okay, you know what, I'm a good girl. I mean, I don't smoke. I've never done drugs. I've never done alcohol. I've never fornicated. I mean, I don't watch porn. I'm not addicted to social media. I go to church. I pray. By my standards, I'm pretty much in the 10% most holy teenagers that has ever lived or currently living in the world because, I mean, I do everything by the books. Thank God I'm not like this other person that always goes to this party, that always goes to this club. Thank God I'm not like that girl that's always kissing a boyfriend in that dark corner. Thank God I'm not like that guy that is always addicted to porn, always posting um, X-rated videos on his WhatsApp status. Thank God I'm not like that guy that's always drunk, he's always drunk, he's always coming to class high. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that good, but I'm, I'm better, right? Right. And so if those people, as bad as they are, are getting things going well for them, are are having things starting up for them, I mean, mine shouldn't be much of a hassle. (laughs) When I tell you that God stopped me dead in my tracks, bro, it was like I was just walking so freely on the highway and there was just this wall that came up on me, it just hit me in my front. God doesn't need your effort to prove who he is. Another thing that can help us remain hopeful in a hopeless situation is by holding on to God's word of promises. God's word doesn't change. And it's funny how 
when I was trying to like look up like verses that could help me, like encourage me, almost eighty percent of the verses were familiar because I have read them before and because I have noted them down before, which brings me back to the fact that we need to keep reminding ourselves of these things and refreshing our memory because we forget. I know I have listed a long list of about 20 verses that could help in these times of these times of depression, but I forgot all of them because I mean at that point in time things seemed like they were going to work out for the better so I didn't think that I would need them anymore. It's just something that we do and I feel sometimes that one of the lessons God is also trying to teach me is the fact that I still need him in good times and bad times when everything is going my way when nothing is going my way I still need him I'll need him all the rest of my life on earth I will need him all of the rest of eternity in heaven I will always need him because he is the source So feed your mind on God's word today. Um, I don't. I'll, I'll probably put some verses that could help you in the caption. I know I said I'll put some verses in the caption at the other episode, but I forgot about that. But I will put the caption of. I'll put some verses that could help you in the caption of this episode, just so that you could look them up and like use that to rekindle your hope. But for some that I can remember now, I think Jeremiah, God told Jeremiah that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I have appointed you. God knows you. God loves you immensely. He also says that even if a mother forgets the child at her hand, I will never forget you. He said in his word that I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. That is that is such an assuring word. I will not. like. It's not going to ever happen. There is no chance, no probability that I will forsake you or abandon you. He said, you are the apple of my eye. He said, I will make nations bow to you. I will rescue you. When you pass through the fire, you will not be burned. I will always be with you. Come, let us settle the matter. Even if your garments are scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. You are my child. I have commanded you not to be afraid, not to fear, or to be in despair. I have commanded you to be full of courage and confidence because I will always be with you. Just as your soul prospers, so I want you to also prosper. 
I will make nations part because of you. And these are some of the words that you use to combat the voice of the devil in your head because you can't do that by just shouting. The devil doesn't get or doesn't doesn't go away if you have nothing to fight with. And that is why Paul said that our sword is the word of God. That is the only weapon of attack on whatever devices that the enemy is bringing forth because that is the only thing that's stable that's the only thing that we can stand with that's the only thing that will never change so refresh your mind on god's word today and memorize memorize some of them because you need them a lot because trust me the devil is not joking with you I think in this whole battle for our soul, the only people that are so ignorant about their worth is ourselves. How is it that we, who are ourselves, who get to be who we are, don't even know our worth? God knows your worth. The devil knows your worth. That is why they are not going to back out very easily. Because you are worth it. He is going to put so much effort in making sure that you don't run back to God. And so you need to guard yourself now that you're aware of that. You can't guard yourself with your own mouth because the devil is going to be bringing facts. Trust me, he's going to bring facts. He's going to bring the long list of all the people that have not done anything right and how God or how they're being blessed and how everything is going well for them. And he's going to bring you. And then you're going to have that comparison about how things are so much different when it comes to you. And then he's going to use that to equate the love of God for you. And if you have nothing to combat that, if you have nothing to stand with, I hope you have nothing. I hope you don't have nothing to stand with. So lastly, the last thing we can do in any hopeless situation is to praise God. And I know this can sound very absurd. I mean, praise is usually something we do when we are happy, right? It's something you do joyful. It's something you do with musical instruments, dancing, clapping, jumping up and down. It's not something you do when you're disappointed or when you feel. But praising God, and you know I said there is something about saying words out loud. It just brings about the whole realization of those words. Like, it, it makes them very, I don't know how to put it in words, but saying things out loud just, I don't know. It makes things more real. That's the same thing praising God does. When you praise God in your hopeless situations, it likes, it makes, it just brings about the realization it brings to your mind how much bigger God is than whatever problems you're facing. It helps you to hand off and to trust God more. It certainly helps you to surrender your situation to Him. In the Reflection Chapter Psalms 44, okay, so I'll just read verses 3 and 4. And it says, Your people did not conquer the land with their swords. They did not win it by their own power. It was by your power and your strength, by the assurance of your presence, which showed that you loved them. 
you are my king and my God. You give victory to your people. Praising God elevates God above your problems. It also makes you realize how much loved you are by God. And one particular chapter or one particular book rather that also came to my memory i think this book is one book that i think i would have to reread again i'll probably start reading it again from the beginning today because it's a very forgotten book it's this kind of story that has been told over and over again when we when were kids we thought like there were all these um fictional stories things that never happened you know like jonah how jonah was swallowed by a whale Trust me, I did not believe that story when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know how many people believe it. I did not believe it up until now. I mean, up until like I was old enough to actually know that, okay, those things happened. And this story is one of them. That is the story of Job. Job was a man. He wasn't just a man. He was the richest man in the East. The Bible, which is always so, so, so specific about the words it uses to describe people, described Job as a perfect man. Not just perfect in holiness. He was also the richest man in the East. So you see somebody that is full to the brim in spirituality and also full to the brim materially. I don't know, it doesn't get any much more better than that. And then... All along the line, things fall apart. Everything goes to shambles. And in verses 22 of chapter 1 of Job, or verses 20, verses 20 rather, 21, Job 1 verses 21, it says, He said, I was born with nothing. And I will die with nothing. The Lord gave and now he has taken away. May his name be praised. I mean, of course, all along the chapters of this book, you see where Job felt like there was nothing to live for. You see where Job questioned God. You see so many emotions where Job felt like he was better off dead, you know, and all of that. But at this point in time, when all of this happened to him in one day, he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes. May his name be praised. I hope that can be my resolve while I'm passing through all of this. That God has given me so much and he has the power to take. And if he takes, I will not hold that against him. I will still praise him. If he takes, it will not affect my love for him. I will still love him. If he takes, it will not affect my relationship with him. And I also hope that can be your resolve today. Strengthen yourself. Brace yourself up. You're not a child when it comes to God. I mean, you're not, you're not a kid when it comes to spirituality. And there, there is something this, this man used to say, one man that I grew up, as, I grew up with, he was a pastor. And he's always saying, in the spiritual realm, you're not a child. You're not a child. You got to brace yourself up because this is a warfare. You need to have your weapons ready. So this marks the end of this episode. I hope I've been able to help somebody just the way I have been helped. 
and may the Lord keep us all, see us through this journey, and help us at the end, that it will all end in success, it will all end in victory. Keep your hope alive, folks. Do not let anybody or anything take that away from you. Guard it jealously. Guard it with your life. So stay tuned, stay blessed, and that's it for today, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.